Hello, and welcome to Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and in every episode of this podcast, I discuss something I've read and then turn it into a guided meditation. Today I'm talking about the poem Keeping Quiet by Pablo Neruda. It's a beautiful poem that calls us to slow down, and as I'm recording this, it's the first day of Daylight Savings Time. I thought this would be a perfect choice to record today because it is all about time and how we exist in time. As usual, I can't read you the whole poem, but I encourage you to go check it out online. Let me summarize the the premise of the poem to start out. Neruda begins by saying, Now we will count to twelve, and we will all keep still. And the poem continues with Neruda's imagining of what would happen if we stopped moving, stopped speaking, stopped bustling around, and kind of halted the mechanics of our modern world that's always in motion for just 12 seconds. One of the reasons I love this poem is because it paints such a vivid picture of people kind of hanging in time, of our planet hanging in time without this single-minded goal of keeping our lives moving. In this poem, Neruda emphasizes that being quiet is not equal to being isolated. Quiet is a path to togetherness. It's perhaps the only path to true togetherness, and Neruda emphasizes that. He says, those who prepare green wars, wars with gas, wars with fire, victories with no survivors, would put on clean clothes and walk about with their brothers in the shade doing nothing. In the same way that quiet is not equal to isolation, loudness is not equal to connection. Neruda says, for once on the face of the earth, let's not speak in any language. And yet, even though people are not speaking, the connection between them is deeper than we've ever seen it. When we don't speak in any language, as Neruda says, our differences begin to melt away. This poem addresses several main themes. It addresses togetherness, life, death, time, and healing, among other things. But these are the themes that stuck out most to me. I want to touch on each of them briefly and talk about how the poem speaks to each of these themes. First, let's begin with togetherness. I think Neruda's vision of how humanity would shift and how our relationships with each other and with our planet would shift, represents a vision of togetherness that could only be attained in deep quiet. We are constantly threatening ourselves with death, as he puts it, and quiet is the only path towards a togetherness that allows us to exist in recognition of our sameness. Our differences begin to melt away, and we start to see how same how similar we are to each other, how we need the same things, and how we are all just human bodies existing on this planet in this moment. Neruda makes it clear that quiet does not equal isolation, and loudness does not equal connection, contrary to the things that we tend to believe today in a world where often it seems that the only way to connect with people is by exposing ourselves to increased stimulation and getting louder. Neruda challenges that perception and suggests that the only way to truly deeply connect with other humans is to find deep quiet together. Another theme that Neruda addresses pretty heavily in this poem is death, and on the flip side of that, life. 
He clarifies his vision of deep quiet by saying, What I want should not be confused with total inactivity. Life is what it is about. I want no truck with death. He makes us ask what life truly is if death is total inactivity. And I'm not sure we get an answer for that necessarily. But he shows that life does not equal total activity. Life is more about presence. And that's why he equates quiet with life. It's kind of a rebirth almost, whereas death, inactivity, and a sort of removal from presence are what we're immersed in right now. We're not connecting with or understanding ourselves. Instead, we're experiencing literal death because of all the war and trauma happening in the world, and we're experiencing spiritual death because we are immersed in this sadness of never understanding ourselves. In addition to questioning the very definitions of life and death, Neruda also emphasizes the ways in which we could revive ourselves and bring ourselves back to life in the quiet. He shows us that we would not be able to inflict this constant harm on our planet and our fellow creatures if we stopped to be quiet. We would be forced to interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves with quiet. And all of these things would bring us back to life. They would bring us closer to a true, full, present, and vital existence. The next theme I want to discuss in this poem is time. When he begins the poem, he says, now we will count to 12 and we will all keep still. I was struck by that 12 number because it's not usually the number we would choose to count to. We would usually count to 10. And the reason we like to count to 10 as humans is because we have 10 fingers. Most of our systems are based on the number 10. But Neruda chooses to count to 12. And I think that is very important because 12 is the number of hours on a clock. It's the number of months in a year. And it's expressly linked to time. By counting to 12, we are joining ourselves with time, recognizing ourselves within time, and kind of taking our focus away from ourselves as humans and turning it outward towards the time that's passing. Yes, of course, the hour is a human creation, but this emphasis on 12, a number of time, instead of 10, which is kind of human-centric, is an intentional shift to get our attention away from ourselves and into time. To Neruda, quiet is a way of reclaiming time. It's a way of escaping the mechanism of life, the hand of the clock that continues to turn and turn. It's kind of a way of stopping the clock for a while and reclaiming time as our own, not something that blindly escapes from us, but something that we are delicately, precisely conscious of in this moment, and this moment, and this moment. That's what Neruda is doing when he counts to 12. He's making us aware of time. And by making us aware of time and getting us to be quiet enough to notice its passing, he's helping us reclaim time and understand that it's really all we have. I love that he reflects this focus on time and slowing down 
not only in the content of his poem, but also in the form of this poem. This poem contains a lot of punctuation, lots of commas, semicolons, periods. It uses the same word repeatedly to kind of slow down the rhythm of the poem. I'll give you a couple examples. It would be an exotic moment without rush, without engines, he says. He uses that word without to kind of slow down our reading and our imagination of what this quiet, silent moment would be like. Later he says, Those who prepare green wars, wars with gas, wars with fire. As he's talking about victories with no survivors, he uses this word war over and over again, not only to draw our attention to it, but also to slow us down and force us to kind of move more slowly through this poem, which is exactly what he's trying to get us to do in the content of the poem. The last theme I want to address in this poem is that of healing. He shows the healing of this kind of global anxiety that we feel, this rush, this mechanism that always moves us forward. We would all be together in a sudden strangeness, he says, describing the world without rush, without engines. He describes the healing of our relationship with the earth, and he describes our healing of our own individual selves, our bodies and our souls. He says, perhaps a huge silence might interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves and of threatening ourselves with death. He shows the many ways in which this quiet would heal us inside and out. And I also appreciate how his emphasis on healing shows a great awareness of how different classes and different people are affected differently by the great loudness that we experience, the great rush that happens in our world. The people most heavily affected by that are the people who are caught in the gears of capitalist exploitation, who are forced to sacrifice their bodies to keep themselves alive and meet their basic needs. Our ability to be quiet is complicated by the amount of privilege that we have. In this poem, Neruda shows us so many incredibly beautiful visions. He shows us possibility and potential and the dream of something different than what we have right now. It's resistance just to imagine something different than what we have right now. And he is not only resisting these harmful mechanisms in our world on his own, he's giving us this vision so that we might imagine something different with him. The only way that we can move towards this more peaceful, gentle, living world that Neruda depicts is by beginning with ourselves and allowing ourselves to be quiet. As we move into our meditation, allow these next minutes to be a moment of quiet togetherness. Let's meditate. For today's meditation, I want to try something a little bit different with you. I'm going to count to 12 just like Neruda does in his poem. And with every number, I'm going to offer you one of the visions from this poem, Keeping Quiet. Find a comfortable place for your body. Sit or lie down and take a deep breath. Release any tension 
that your body may be holding right now. Maybe it's too much to release with one breath, but with every breath, let go a little more. Find a place where you can exist without rush, without engines, for just a few minutes. And let your body become soft and comfortable there. Now, we will count to 12, and we will all keep still. One, scan your body. Be sure you're in a comfortable position. And find a place where your body can be still for these few minutes. In the words of Neruda, let's stop for one second and not move our arms so much. Allow your body to become deeply still, stiller with each breath. Two, for once on the face of the earth, let's not speak in any language. Allow a softness to come to your jaw. Let your teeth and lips part slightly. Feel the air coming in through your throat into your lungs and allow there to be deep silence in your mind and in your mouth. With each breath, let the words jumbling and tumbling through your head rest for a moment. Release them. Allow your mind to stop chattering as best you can. And when you hear it speaking, remind it gently. Let's not speak in any language. Let's stop for one second. You have simply to exist in the quiet. Three, release the rush. Find this exotic moment without rush, without engines that you exist in right now. Even if there are rush and engines swirling in the world outside of you, allow yourself to exist without rush for this moment. There is nowhere for you to be but here. Four, feel the togetherness of everyone else who is existing in this quiet moment with you. Some people will be quiet now, and some people will not. But in your own moment of quiet, feel how you are existing in tandem with everyone else on this planet right now. Feel how, in this quiet, you are creating and discovering You could walk with your siblings in the shade, doing nothing. Five, envision the healing of the earth. Imagine the cold sea at rest, the creatures within it peaceful and safe. Imagine the vast lands of this planet, still and calm. Imagine yourself 
and your fellow humans showing deep care and love for this planet that takes care of us, nurtures us, and gives us our home. Imagine the deep wounds of the earth inflicted for so long by humans, healing as we all become quiet. Six, envision your body healing. Scan your body for a moment and acknowledge any places of hurt or disease. Envision your body becoming completely whole, easeful, strong, comfortable, and well as you become more and more quiet. Imagine the man gathering salt who looks at his hurt hands, and in this quiet moment, look at your own hurt and acknowledge it. 7. Envision relational healing. Envision those who prepare green wars, wars with gas, wars with fire, victories with no survivors, putting on clean clothes, and walking about with their brothers in the shade, doing nothing, as Neruda describes. Imagine those with whom you have felt tension in your life becoming quiet with you. Envision the disruption that this quiet creates and the possibility that it offers to our relationships with each other. Eight. Envision renewed life. Visualize the great quiet of winter. The muffled sounds when snow has fallen freshly on the ground. And know that amidst the quiet, there is still life. Neruda says, Perhaps the earth can teach us as when everything seems dead and later proves to be alive. Nine. Envision doing nothing. Envision what it would mean to simply exist, to allow yourself to be an animal on this planet, enjoying the sunlight on your skin, the air in your lungs, the water washing over you. Imagine the feeling of doing nothing and loving yourself for it. Imagine the feeling of doing nothing and simply being alive. In this moment, allow yourself to do just that. Find gratitude for the sensations on your skin, for the cool air entering your lungs, for the earth holding you and protecting you. And allow yourself to do nothing but that. 10. Envision deep understanding. If we were not so single-minded about keeping our lives moving, says Neruda, and for once could do nothing. Perhaps a huge silence might interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves. Envision this deep understanding that becomes possible when we are quiet. Envision the understanding that comes when you are not speaking, but simply existing with other people. Envision the understanding that can pass between two people who do not speak the same language. 
Envision the understanding of a friend who comes not to advise, but simply to be with you. Envision the understanding that could come in a moment of collective quiet. 11. Envision safety. Envision the security you could feel on a planet where people take care of each other and do not threaten each other. On a planet that is taken care of and revered. On a planet that is healthy. Amidst people who exist peacefully with each other. Imagine the security and calm you could feel in that great quiet. Lastly, 12. Envision rebirth. Envision the new life that would emerge amidst a great quiet like this, like the one you are experiencing now as you allow yourself to softly exist. Imagine the new systems that would take place, the new ways of interacting that we would discover, the new ecosystems that would take hold, the new beliefs that we would find, the new connection and care that would pass between humans and all living creatures. Envision rebirth in the quiet. Take one more moment to exist in this imagination, this vision. Allow yourself to feel whatever you are feeling right now and continue to take deep breaths. With one final breath, take note of the deep quiet you have just experienced. And remember that it is always there for you should you choose to return to it. When you're ready, you can open your eyes and go forth in quiet. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode of Reditations about Keeping Quiet by Pablo Neruda. I hope as you go forth, you find a little more peace and connection in your day because of this meditation. If this episode has brought something to you, I hope you will share it with a friend and perhaps give it a review to help other listeners find the podcast. You can also subscribe to keep up to date with all the new episodes, and you can find news about what's coming next along with how to support the podcast at reditationspodcast.com. There you'll find the link to the Patreon page where you can support the podcast and join the Reditations community. That link is also below in the description of the episode. Special thanks to Josh Munt for his work on the sound design and theme music of this episode. I wish you a week of quiet and peace. Until next time, happy reading, friends, and thank you.